What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the HWS Podcast, also known as the Health, Wealth, and Sports Podcast. I'm your host, William Andres, and in this podcast, we will discuss an array of different topics from fitness to financial literacy and sports. If this is something that you might find yourself interested in, well, this is the podcast for you. Please stay tuned. Don't forget to follow the HWS podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You could also find me on my social media page on Instagram under the HWS underscore podcast, on YouTube under William Andres, and on Twitter under Mr. Andres. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of HWS, also known as the Health, Wealth, and Sports Podcast. Today I have a very special episode for you. I have my very first in-person guest who just happens to be my nephew. He is a self-made rapper. He is a high school graduate, currently enrolled in college. Without any further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest, Clay Swisher. Also, no, no I'm not going to say your government, so we'll just leave it at <laughs> We'll just leave it at Clay Swisher. Clay. What's going on, nephew? Hey, what's going on? Um, happy to be here. Happy to be part of your podcast. Uh, what's going on, viewers? My name's Clay Swisher. As you just said, I make music. Been making music for about four years now. I got merch coming out. I got tons of music across all platforms. Uh, oh, tell, take, them where, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can find uh, you. YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Clay Swisher. So, uh Spotify, Apple Music, all Clay Swisher, as you said. I'm on every platform you could think of. Like, I've really been trying to branch out to pretty much every platform, you know? So Yeah, yeah. So you definitely got to check him out. TikTok, yeah, anything. Yeah, you could definitely check out his social media. Check him out. He's big on YouTube. He has a vlog that i actually been following, which I think is really dope. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of you, you know? So I've watched your music uh, grow. You mm-hmm. know, I remember having conversations with you over at your uh, parents' house about your music mm-hmm. and watching the growth from then to now is is great. So I Thank love you. to see what you're doing. I love the videos. Uh, yo, man, you're really doing you're really doing the thing. So I'm, I'm proud uh, of you. Trying to, trying to. It's always uh, good to hear someone uh, be proud and give you praise for what you're doing. But me, deep down, I feel like I'm still not doing enough, and I still feel like I haven't reached that point where I feel like now is the time to be like, yeah, Clayton, you're doing something, but or Clay Swisher, you're doing something. But I feel like I'm not doing enough yet, and I feel like. Now's not the time to sit back and be like, yeah, Clay, you, you, you might be doing mo- better than most people, but you ain't there yet, so. That's that hunger. That's that hunger. You got to yeah. keep that. That's all the greats have that. So, you know, you should never feel bad about that because you, if you really think about it, you hear Michael Jordan say, hey, I'm not doing enough. You hear Kobe Bryant say, I'm not doing enough. So, you know, that's just the hunger in you, so that's a good thing. Mm. But I brought you here because I wanted to have a conversation about you know your generation because i think your generation is doing some really dope stuff i wish my generation would have caught this wave this energy uh it's really the financial wave and what what i mean by the financial wave this pandemic has really uh exposed uh the black community for not really being as financially literate as we should be Mm. and uh your generation has taken the bull by the horn and basically said you know we're going to teach ourselves we're going to basically create a movement where we're going to be financially literate and we're going to leave stuff for our children Mm. and we're not going to accept the status quo of just working the regular nine to five and that's why i think that you know you pursuing your music career is actually really dope you got your own merch Mm. and you know i tell my kids you know start a business you know if you're going to make somebody rich make yourself rich and you know i'm saying absolutely I, i look at your journey and outside of the music i see more than just the music. I see a whole branding, mm-hmm. you know, process that you're creating. Yeah. From your vlog to your merchandise, you know, I just, you know, you, you're creating a brand. I don't even know if you really know that, but you have like a brand out here. Outside of just your music, mm-hmm. you know, Swisher is a brand. So that's that's dope. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's what more, not even just young kids, but adults 
should be trying to do in their personal life. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's kind of what we talked about yesterday. A lot of people are scared to take that leap. They want they want somebody to kind of do it for them. And it, it, it can't be done. You know, somebody can't do it for you. It has to. You just have to have that hunger. You have to really want it. And uh, and I think with this generation, our generation of uh, like my youth, my age, people my, my age, they're just tired of that status quo that you mentioned. Like, that's not the only way to just attain money out here attain financial status uh, you don't have to just i mean you can but you don't have to just traditionally go to school go to college and get this nine to five and and just feel like that's life for you no like so you find, find a passion find something you believe in and, and stick with it watch it grow and uh at the end of the day you you may see this this passion that you you found uh, grow financially too yeah, you bring up an interesting point. And I want to say something because I know that your mom or your father might listen to this and I don't want them to kill me. So uh, <laughs> when we're talking about college, I'm a college graduate myself. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up the traditional way. My parents told me, you know what, go to school, get good grades. When you graduate, you get a good job, you, you stack your money up, and then you retire. Right. But we all know that that road leads to retiring around your 70s and mm-hmm. you'll have you know, a couple of years to enjoy yourself and then boom, you're dead. Right. Yeah. But that's not really enjoying life. No, I don't think so. Either. And, you know, colleges, you know, they'll, they'll teach you colleges and universities will teach you um, the skills to be a good employee, but they never really teach you how to be a boss. They mm. don't teach you how to be the, the guy on top that's actually making money, making decisions and, in the meanwhile, enjoying life. Well, I feel like that's all on purpose, too. They they know they're not doing that because if they were, it's like there would be no need for college. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say that, but it's like if, if they were teaching that, then all of us would just be like, oh, okay, well, I don't even need college. I could just go start up my own LLC, my own business, and there's no, there would be no point of college. Yeah, I, no, I totally agree. College is a big business. So when you look at colleges, most college tuitions range from like fifteen to twenty to thirty, forty thousand, and it could even jump higher if you're going out of state. Mm. So when you look at it from the perspective of this is big business, they sell you a lot of stuff that you know doesn't even translate to the real world. We're we're having a conversation. I have a manager at work. His daughter goes to KU, mm. and she's getting a, a degree in dance. So KU's $42,000 a year. And and then you tax on uh, out-of-state tuition, and she's getting a degree in dance. She will do nothing with this in the yeah. real world. See, like, stuff like that, that I feel like getting a degree for dance, that's just something you could really just learn on your own, maybe just get a dance teacher. But to go to school specifically for dance classes is just, like, almost like... I don't want to say it, but almost like a waste of money to me personally. No, no, I totally agree with you. You know, because it's it's just like it's a talent. You could really teach that yourself. Maybe get a mentor come in and help you. Show you a couple of days throughout the week, but uh, you don't need to waste or uh, spend your money on professors who who aren't who aren't even practicing their the real trait their, themselves versus you who's actually has a passion for it. Just, you. I don't know. There's so many things. There's so many other outlets you could do. You could start your own YouTube channel and just be dancing on there and help helping others in this in the same way. You you might have somebody looking at your YouTube videos and be like, oh okay, like I like her dance moves. Now I'm trying to emulate. They subscribe to the channel and you're growing. Like right, right, right. I don't know. So, so no, you you you're you're perfectly right. And what you're saying is basically. But that's more long term though. I feel like that's what scares people away. It's so long term. It doesn't happen over and which is crazy too because college is long term. Like, as soon as you get out of college, you're not guaranteed a job. Like, let's say she, when she gets out of college, she's not guaranteed a – I think you mentioned it yesterday. She's not guaranteed to be on Broadway dancing with right. the stars and stuff. Right, so right. you might as well take that that passion that you have, start start up your own little business on YouTube or start up your own little dance complex or something, you know? Yeah, so what I'm saying is, uh, like I said, this is where the disclaimer comes in. I'm not saying that college is totally useless. Like, if you're going to college and you become a doctor – you're going to become a nurse. You want to be an engineer. Now, these professions absolutely require you to go to school. You need to have, you know, that skilled trait in your bag. But there's a lot of things like, you know, I went to school for a business degree. And honestly, everything that I learned in college, I'm not implying 
to the actual real world. Now, mm. the terminology was the same. Like, you know, you, you do learn, learn the terminology. I think the dope thing that you do get in college is networking. You meet a lot of like-minded people. So, you know, you like me, I was in a business class. I met a lot of people who were business-oriented, and they were trying to build a brand and build a business for themselves. So you meet those people, you learn the terms. But I didn't have to go pay 80000 to get that knowledge and meet those people. You can right. do that organically. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean by, you know, I, I think that college is kind of dated. Plus, mm -hmm. the things that I've learned in school were the things for to make me a better employee for somebody else they mm. weren't plugging me to try to make me a boss they weren't putting me in the position to go get it myself they were putting me in a position to you know be learn a worker this, forever yeah, basically yeah you know? so, so but the thing that you have to do and like i said I, I this is what i think is dope about your generation you, your generation is taking those skills and applying them into real world things and and creating a job. Mm. So I follow this podcast called Earn Your Leisure. And it's basically, uh, it's for the culture, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, two brothers, and they, that's all they talk about is financial stuff. They, they incorporate music into it. And they just basically talk about what we need to do as a community to empower ourselves financially. Mm. And this is right on the line. Like I said, I'm watching you create a brand and, you know, sometimes when you create a brand, it's slow. This yeah. is what people want overnight success. Truly. And, and even this podcast, like I was telling you, I don't know if anybody really listens to this. You know, I, but yeah. I and I, that's kind of, you know, fictitious because mm -hmm. I do know some people listen to it because, you know, I, I check have the numbers. And yeah. Check the numbers and you have conversation, real world conversations. People say, hey, that was kind of dope what you said about this, this and that. Yeah. And that before you get into what you're going to say, sorry, but uh, no, you're good, you're good. it made me think because uh, I don't know if you remember it was, it was a moment. I feel like it was a barbecue at uh, Grandma's house, your mom's house. And uh, you had came up to me. You was like, hey, Clay, I'm really seeing you. You're getting better. I'm seeing it. Like, and that type of stuff, how you said somebody's coming up to you and just, like, seeing it and saying, like, hey, that's that's good stuff. I watched your podcast. That kind of stuff. Just when you, it, It's kind of like when you work out in the gym and somebody says, hey, man, you, you're looking good. Like, it's working out. It's paying off. That kind of stuff keeps you going. It keeps you motivated. To, it, it doesn't even... You know, that stuff is more important than just the numbers. Having somebody right. just say, like, hey, man, keep going with that stuff. I'm seeing it kind of tra transfer into something bigger. I can see the picture now. And I feel like when you told me that, that's when it hit it. I was like, okay, finally somebody's kind of seeing this. I can't stop now. So, so that's like investing. So, you know, all the time that you've invested into your craft, your music, your your vlog, your merchandise, you're starting to see the, the dividends. It's paying dividends. When mm. That's when somebody comes up to you and say, man, that was dope or yeah. I really like this or whatever that is what keeps us going because mm -hmm. like you said you know when like this podcast we're recording right now we don't know if anybody will listen to it we don't know how many views it will get but we're doing it because one we have a love for what we do and two you know this information that we're giving out and this energy that we're putting out we hope that it inspires somebody else to do with this you know like i i'm not this podcast is not the only podcast like this mm. the only difference is i believe in mine you know what i'm saying i believe in what i'm doing i believe that i'm giving energy and knowledge to the community sure. and if you know all it takes is one person to come say man i, I feel I, like I, listen. I feel like that belief sorry to cut you off no no you're good, you're good i feel like that belief kind of just radiates as soon right. as you believe as soon as you for real believe in yourself without a doubt somebody else just kind of picks up on it and they're like you know what I kind of believe in you too now that the way you believe in yourself is just like out of this world why why shouldn't I believe in you you know it it all starts with you you got to believe in yourself unlike no other like and so look how this energy picked up so we had a conversation about this podcast and then we're you know we're talking your music we talking about podcasts and we like yo we should link up and now we're linked up you yeah. know what I'm saying so and your fans might cross over and listen to some of my stuff and, you know, vice versa. My fans cross over and listen to your stuff. It's just networking. Mm -hmm. But it all comes from the investing of time to do this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for anybody out there who's thinking, yo, is anybody listening? Should I keep going? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, If you have enough time to invest eight hours every day to make somebody else rich, you could, you could take a couple hours, oh, you know, you could take a couple hours out of your day to do whatever you love, 
And you never know. You never know what this uh, this world has out for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the little kid that's outside shooting hoops didn't think that he would grow up to be LeBron James. He's mm. this little kid in Akron, Ohio, shooting around. You know, he grew up in the projects of Akron, just him and his mom shooting hoops. And, you know, now he's the greatest basketball player playing right now. So, you know, these these are the things that keep people motivated and, and keep them going. Yeah. So let's get back into this financial topic about uh, self-empowerment. Um, so I was reading this article this morning before you came over. It was in the Wall Street Journal. And actually not, yeah, the, no, excuse me. It was not the Wall Street Journal. It was the Washington Post, excuse me. Mm. Uh, and so the article was talking about the effects that the pandemic had on workers. And, you know, it was saying a lot of workers aren't going back to their regular jobs. And the reason why they aren't going back to their regular jobs is they're fed up with the low wages, poor treatments, long hours, and just not fulfilled in their jobs. Right. Now, all of these things can... Uh, simply be uh changed if you know the hours are changed and the wages go higher but you know the truth of the matter is the business model uh to be an employee will never change because it'll never get corporate uh the big corporate wigs rich mm. and that's the problem like you know we have been bamboozled to believe that you know like i said go to high school go to college get a job and they cut you out of this cookie cutter uh tray and they put you out into the world and you're going to be an employee for, uh, you know, years, 30, 30 mm -hmm. 40 years. And you're going to work for somebody. Right. And then, you know, they, they put the illusion on top of that. Then they sell you a house, two hundred thousand dollar home. Mm. And then they give you, you know, a forty five thousand dollar car. Mm. And then you, you you start putting yourself further and further and further in debt, not to mention that college loan that you came out with. So, you know, you're now you're 40 in the hole, mm. and you add the 250 on top of that. So now you're 290, and then you put the $50,000 car. So now you're three, what am I, 340 in the hole before you even started, you know, yeah. really getting your life in check, right? So the whole point is financial literacy and, and teaching people financial literacy is to try to help you escape that hole yeah to me this as i said yesterday it can't be the american dream to me at least i mean no, it, sh I, shouldn't be. it shouldn't be at least like i know it is considered but how is that how is that acceptable to me like to be able to work your entire life and then retire at an age where you're not even able to live your life at, at that point like we just um like I just mentioned my grandma earlier. Um she's I don't know, she's almost at that point where it's just like she she may turn over at any minute and she's I don't think she's lived her real life to her fullest. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but no, I feel like there's more there's more you could be doing. And I I don't wanna go out like that. That's why I'm trying to prepare myself and who knows this this music and what I've got going may not pay off as much as I wanted to. But at least I could say like, hey, I, I did this. I started this and I'm gonna keep pursuing it till it you know, an opportunity comes my way. And I, I'd rather do it like that rather than working at a dead end job all my life and having to retire at the age of sixty five to seventy and having you know, a little bit of cash, but not even able to spend it. And, yeah. and then be in debt, too, from college and all that. I, I wouldn't be able to live my life, have fun with my money, let my money work for me. Um, it, it, this just can't be the dream to me. So I, I've just decided to make my own dream and manifest that. And uh, like like we saying, hopefully just, just touches others and they realize this this is not the only way. Yeah, absolutely. So just to... to talk about what you know grandma you know my mom that's my mom that he's speaking of so i'm gonna I'm share a little story which is a little intimate story and uh, I, I actually talked to you about it uh yesterday so my father was a doctor and he uh you know he worked his entire life i watched him work holidays birthdays weekends and he, this man worked he's probably the hardest working man that i think i've ever seen in person but this man worked himself to an early grave and he really didn't get to enjoy the life that he should have. Yeah. He had a uh, vacation plan to Puerto Rico with my mom that he never got a chance to see. Mm. Now, that lives with me because I don't, you know, I want, I'm want. i a hard worker. I took that work ethic from my father, but I don't want to go out the way that he did. I don't want to uh, 
cut my dreams and my time with my family short because a, a job worked me to death. And I feel like as a hard worker, you owe that to yourself. You, mm-hmm. If you really working hard for what you do, you, you owe yourself that, that trip to Puerto Rico that you've been promising your wife or, or that, that car that you've been wanting all your You owe yourself that. If you're really working hard all your life, you owe yourself those moments. And it's crucial because you only live once. You only live once, and you don't want to be on your deathbed looking up and holding everybody's hands like, um, well, I'm sorry that I couldn't do that. I, uh, my life came to an early grade. Like, To me, that's unacceptable. I, I've got so much I want to live for. So, Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, so, which kind of segues perfectly into our next uh, part of this podcast. So what I was telling you earlier or yesterday at at your parents' house, uh, you're at the perfect age to start thinking about retirement. A lot of people wait till they're my age, 30, uh, mid-30s, early 40s, to start thinking about retirement because, okay, well, you know, I've been working 20 years now and I'm, I'm ready to start. I'm really focused on retirement. But really, retirement should start at your age. You, you should want to retire as young as possible so you have as much time to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only way that that's possible is all of this money that you see a lot of your peers spending needs to start going into investments, into insurance policies. And not insurance policies with the death benefits, insurance policies that you could actually use for the cash benefits. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of conversations that, you know, you should have. Like, you know what? It'd be dope at your age to have an IRA, yeah, a Roth IRA. Make sure that's a Roth because in a Roth IRA, every dollar that you make in that is tax-free when you pull it out. Mm-hmm. So these are the type of conversations, you know what I'm saying? Like like I was saying, like me and my friends, we were having these type of conversations. They didn't listen to me. I started this podcast. But you know what I'm saying? Now that I got you in studio and we're having these conversations, I'm having conversations to you when we have uh, family get-togethers. These are the conversations you should be having with yourself and your boys. You know what I'm saying? Because this will put you in a position where you don't have to be an employee for somebody else. You can mess around and be, you know, mid-30s and have 200 something thousand sitting in an account mm. and you could really do some some special things with it like sure. i was telling you uh look up a guy named gary v he's a white guy he, he's pretty much a motivational speaker but at this point in his career but he was an investor that he turned his money into the empire that he has now and now he talks to the youth and he's like look man the one thing that you have that we don't have is time Time is on your side. Like you're young, you could you get you could fuck up three, four, five, six, seven times and still be able to bounce back because you got so much life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Like like at my age at forty, everything's a calculated step. I can't I can't afford to take a hundred thousand dollar L because I may not make that back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you could you could take a twenty, thirty thousand dollar L mm-hmm. and you could bounce back from that because you got so much time. You know what I'm saying? You you know, now this is this is assuming that your life isn't cut short by some tragedy. But, you know what I'm saying, if, we, if we're talking about just the lifespan of a regular human being, you're going to mm-hmm. live to about 80 years old. Yeah. You know, that's the average age. Now, hopefully you live way past that, but the average uh, human lives to about 80 years old. Mm-hmm. So if, if you get a full 80 years out of your life, make sure that you make every day count. Make sure that you're grinding and learning something new mm. and you know what i'm saying but at the same time some of the old school principles of investing insurance policies that have a cash value have accumulating assets not you know what i'm saying like jordans are cool gucci's cool you know some fendi stuff is cool you know balenciaga's are cool a nice car is cool mm. but ain't nothing better than you know being able i could lay up on any island across the world right now but if you were in my studio right now and you walk through my house i live very humbly mm. you know what i'm saying i'm at the point where i don't have to impress nobody i don't have nobody i'm married i'm a married man i don't have to impress nobody and i've lost thousands of dollars trying to impress mm. people right and bef- before you keep going i want to jump in uh go ahead, go ahead. like uh 
and that's I feel like that's the problem with the youth nowadays. Uh, you know, we still are young. They, there's a need that they feel that they have to impress people. They have to buy all this, the flyest gear, the Gucci, the Louis, the Fendi, the Prada, and all that stuff. And sometimes I'm a victim of my own uh, youth and environment. I feel like so. This is this is a great conversation my uncle is having with me because he's bringing up some words I haven't even heard yet. So <laughs> I may I, I may need to tune in, listen in, and tune in myself. So, so but, uh, check this it, out. This is this is not just your generation though i all generations go through this especially this my black youth please listen to me on this we have all fallen victim to it if you go back through hip-hop music if you grew up in the culture just go back and look at all the stuff that these rappers were talking about you know you're no different than the the rappers of the 80s the 90s the early 2000s you know we're all addicted to the exact same thing so you know Yes, you you know you kind of blaming yourself, but it we're a product of this what we're in. So, and I feel like that's the agenda too. Like the mainstream artists, yes, they push that agenda yes. so hard. Oh, you gotta have can, can you curse on your state of being? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you grow, man, that'd be funny feel... to hear on there. Can you curse on her? But like they always talk about, you gotta have the baddest bitch. You gotta have you know you gotta have the flyest car. You gotta have this Bentley. And then you know the listener, the average listener like me, you hearing that and be like, man, I gotta I gotta get all that to impress these people to be like my favorite artists uh you know we're just so we're just so sucked in by um by like these rappers and entertainers that we see on tv or here on the radio and th that's not even the truth of life that's that's not the meaning to life like but that's by design though mm. and so this is what you have to understand there is a rap world and then there's the real world a lot of these rappers get a check from these companies to mention their things it's advertising so you know what i'm saying so when they say gucci you know, they, they're getting free Gucci stuff out of it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to the Gucci store, you're going to pay the full price. Yeah. But, you know, they're getting discounts. They get, they get sponsored, you know what I'm saying? So you also have to look at the agenda, like you said, that's out there. Mm. You know, the regular guy that's coming up, we actually pay for that. So when you when, if you're walking around with a Louis belt or, you know what I'm saying, you got like Louis Vuitton backpack, you paid full price for oh, that. Oh, yeah, probably over $500. Yeah, no it's way. Probably five, yeah, probably more, but yeah. probably over 1000 that you probably can't even afford. Yeah, trying you to know? look good for people who don't care about, you know, mm. they don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look good for a night. You try to oppress this chick for the night. Yeah. But you know what? If You know, I tell my daughters, and I'm telling you, thousand dollars to get you a, a all expense trip to Mexico. You could lay up in the beach in Mexico. You could create memories that you will have for a lifetime. Where that Gucci belt is gonna go, you know, that Gucci or Louis or whatever belt, that's gonna go out of style or it's gonna a belt. You know, everybody has a belt. You know, when you buckle them a few times, yeah, they gonna start bending and breaking, losing this. Yeah, so they're gonna depreciate in value. Where if you create a memory. That's going to last a lifetime. Mm. When you invest, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of my money's tied up in investment. And you know what? It, it's sad, but this is this is the truth. A lot of people didn't believe that I had the type of money that I had. I had to open up my, like, my accounts and show them. So and did you feel comfortable doing that, like, showing people? Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. The reason why I felt comfortable was, one, I did it with my people. You know, people that I trusted. But the reason why I was showing them was... I'm showing them we come from the same walk of life. We went mm. to the same schools. We walked. We talked to the same chicks. You know, our parents know each other. Our sisters and brothers know each other. We come from the same place. You can do it. I'm not doing anything that, you know, I, I don't have no superhuman ability to yeah. just print money. True. But the thing about it is I just know that, you know what, if you plant a seed, a tree's going to grow. Mm. And, you know, a lot of times people don't want to plant the seed. They just want they want to climb somebody else's tree. Mm. They want to ride somebody else's wave. We were just talking about this. Yeah, um, we were. So, you know, a lot of times we do stuff. I like that metaphor. I'm going to have to start using that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Plant a seed. It's yeah. got no choice but to, but yeah. to grow. Yeah, right. Plant right. your seeds, man. Plant your seeds. Watch it grow. A lot of times people think what we do is, like, super difficult. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, I don't have studio equipment. Oh, I don't know how to put my stuff out on. Like you were saying, like, I don't know how to put my stuff on Spotify or Apple or whatever. A lot of this stuff is simple. Just people don't want to put in the groundwork to mm. get the job done. Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? If you want to be your own boss, you got to do the work. And I was thinking, I was having a um, conversation with myself while I was driving over here. I was like, you know, the whole college thing, that's a grind itself, too. You got to sit there and study, know the work, prepare for the test, do the homework, listening to the lectures. The same thing applies to something you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. If you're really passionate about, you know, making podcasts, you're going to get the you're gonna get the podcast equipment. You're going to get yourself a pretty, pretty good laptop, the studio lighting, whatever you need. You're going to get it. It shouldn't be, oh, bro, how'd you get that? Where'd you? It's not impossible. Other people are doing it. Man, if, he's if telling you, you what I got in here, man. Don't be, don't be giving up the recipe. He's giving up the recipe. <laughs> but no, truly, that's that's nah, what no, it is. That's that's, a, that's all you need. And people think it's like some people would think, oh, you have to have a huge setup. You got to have like uh, the keyboards and sliding stuff in a uh, isolation chamber. You don't even need. My, my uncle's got the most humblest setup. Like he, he's got it going on, and it doesn't take too much. I, I can probably say he spent less than what five hundred on all this equipment. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't say that. It's Maybe not the MacBook itself. Yeah, is, yeah the MacBook's. A, I'm, I'm probably saying too much now, huh? No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. Uh, so basically, what, what my what my nephew is saying is, it really doesn't take much. Like, no. And like I said, I started a really humble studio. It's in my basement. You know, I give financial advice, and like I said, if you look at me on the surface, you'd be like, man, this dude drives a a Nissan, and he, you know, he's an employee himself, which I said that, you know what, you need a nine-to-five job. If you're listening to my earlier podcast, you could be a nine-to-five billionaire, Um, but... Hmm. The difference between, you know, me and other people is I I was very good with my finances early on in life. And I realized that I didn't need the bigger and and finer things in life on the outside to show my worth, Hmm. my net, my net worth. I know what my bank account is. And I've, like I said, I've showed a few people. And the reason why I showed them was because, you know what, when I was talking to them, they were looking at me like, yeah, all right, bro, you live in the same they ain't neighborhood. They take it seriously. Yeah, they ain't take it seriously. So, so sometimes, like, people think you're capping, so you have to show them, you know, you have to open up the 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 bag for them. You have yeah. to show them what's in it. Now, you don't like do that for everybody. Now, Clay, I'm telling you. You don't do this for everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's why I yeah. asked you. How'd you feel comfortable doing that? Like, like these people I've known since my childhood. We're mm-hmm. we're good with them. And my wife even tells me, stop telling people what you got. Stop telling me. <laughs> Quit talking about it on your podcast. Stop telling people what you got. Now, the thing about it is, I, I do that because I do that for the the person who's like, you know, I'm too far in life. I can't yeah. get this. I'm upstairs right now. Before you came over here, I just bought some more cryptocurrency. Mm. Now, crypto's hot right now. You know, I'm always looking for new ways to invest my money. Mm. And I this, these are the conversations that I have with other people because I, I, I'm not doing anything that you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 I'm on crypto.com. I created an account. You could go do that right now. Mm. You know, you got a bank account. You got money in there. You could, you could fund your account and buy whatever, you know, stock or crypto right now. I'm not doing anything that is illegal or under oh, the yeah. table. This is stuff that people could do. And, and I had these conversations with them uh, to, to let them know they could do it. Like you were saying, my studio. My studio consists of a MacBook two microphones one mic was 20 bucks at walmart mm. and it's and the, now this part right here you know i paid two about 250 for that you know what i'm saying but pretty much that's it it don't take Co- too much couple beat by dre uh headphones and we in there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but that's the you know most people don't want to put that in investment this is an investment so yes. let's say i spent about 1500 dollars on the studio mm. but that's an investment that somebody's like, like, man, you know what, fifteen hundred dollars, I could do this. But now, I'm getting my voice and my message out there for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and that was the whole point. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm able to educate people mm. with this fifteen hundred dollars. So that that's that's the whole point of that, the investment piece. To go back to what you said on like, uh, you have to show people so they can take you a little more seriously. Um, I just now started to realize like people would take me a little more seriously after I showed them like the stats on how many uh, views my songs get. Like I'll get people sliding up or just messaging me like, oh, I didn't know that mean people listening to you. Like I, I heard from this one dude, it was like he's kind of like a mentor of mine in the music game. Uh, he was like, nobody's really going to mess with you and kind of fuck with you and support you unless everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And, and it's sad, like, you really do have to prove to them and just, like, so they can take you seriously and, and want to be a part of it. Because once everybody's a part of it, everybody wants to be a part of it. They want to feel like 
you know, they want to feel like the rest of everybody else. So, um, don't don't be discouraged if nobody else is not believing you. Somebody is hearing you. Somebody is is taking notes. And once that one person shows another person, they're like, oh, okay, he is kind of cool. And now you have some leverage to play around with. So talking about the music industry. So back in the day, the music industry used to work like this. The record execs would take a gamble on you. And if, you know, your music buzzed, you'd start making money. Now the record execs, they don't spend any type of money on artist development or anything. They want you to come with a ready fan base. Oh, yeah. A ready-made fan base. I feel like the the rise of social media is because yeah. it's crazy because if you ask me, you really don't even need a record label now. I mean, it, it, it could help like because the record label takes care of the business side of everything and makes sure you're going to be the, the face of social media and always book you for shows and all that. But really, with the rise of social media and all this, you don't need a record label because all they're going to do is see that you got a fan base and bring you onto, onto the team and just make sure you stay relevant. But you could really do that yourself. Yeah, so what you really need a record label for is distribution. That's all you really need a record label. And, you know, we had... So in my generation... Well, it's not quite my generation. My daughter's generation. Uh, everybody remembers Soldier Boy, right? Soldier Boy, tell them. Soldier Boy blew it wide open by using the internet to really get the attention of... He revolutionized it. Yeah, really. so he got the attention of a lot of these uh, record execs. And what Soldier Boy used to do was he used to go on YouTube and be like, new Tupac video dropping or whatever. <laughs> so people click on it and boom, Soldier Boy jump out, right? Yeah. And so he built his fan base. And when he came to the record labels, he had millions of fans. And they're like, you know what? This guy has a following of millions. All we got to do is he did all the work for us. Because mm. before, you know, they would have to spend millions on marketing. You know, this new artist coming out, blah, 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 blah. He's going to be. They don't have to do that. You could do that now. Like you said, you, know, you put you could create flyers at home on your computer. You, mm. could, you could build your own social media buzz. So you basically do all of the stuff that the record labors used to do for you. The only thing that you can't do that they have the power to do. You can't send your music. Well, you can because if you have a SoundCloud channel or you have a Spotify or whatever, you can have people in France listen to you. By the way, shout out to all the people that's listening to me overseas. I see <laughs> you in my numbers. I see you. Um, but, you know, but if you're going to move your product overseas and, and get it into stores that normally don't get your music, you're going to need a, a major record label. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's to me, that's what you need the major record labels for. Mm -hmm. But... Like I said, your generation is dope. They realize that, you know what, I don't need, you cut out the middleman. You heard Nipsey say it all the time, cut out the middleman. You don't need the middleman. Mm -hmm. All money in, no money out. And basically what he was saying is invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Invest in things that's going to get you paid. It's a marathon. That's what This is what Nipsey, Nipsey was trying to tell y'all about investing. It's a marathon. So I don't think, you know, like, so, you know, a lot of times when you're talking to street cats, you got you to gotta code stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got to make it cool. You got to make them feel it. And what Nipsey was basically <laughs> saying was, you know what? Investing is a marathon. And it's not just investing your money, investing your time. Mm -hmm. You know, he, Nipsey wasn't an overnight success. Nip, Nipsey was grinding. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people came up and, and heard about Nipsey. The casual fan heard about Nipsey after he passed. But, you know, people know that Nipsey had albums out. And, mm. and Nipsey was doing his thing in California for a long time. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times people see, see your success and be like, oh, man, you blew up overnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I blew up Check overnight. their catalog. They got tons of songs, music videos. Right. You just caught on at the right time. Right, right, right. You, they, they're hot now. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? They're the topic that everybody's talking about. It goes back to what I was just saying. Like, once, at, once everybody here and everybody else wants to be a part of it and right. act like they were a fan from the beginning or you know it, it's crazy how this world and society is set up like it is and I, i'm kind of sick that I, I i happen to be a victim of it too because i was never really too familiar with nipsey my own self so um when he died and he was all over the news and stuff that's when i came kind of familiar with him but um and that's just how it works i'm i'm explaining how it works to my own self i'm a victim of it too so um well we all are mm. we all are so you know uh we all could name artists that we're like Man, you know, now I'm going back listening to him. Man, this dude was deep. He was he was saying some stuff. Mm. They just didn't have the platform to get their word out. Like yeah. now, you know, with the internet, the revolutionizing of the internet and uh, social media. This is media. 
I don't need to go to someone's radio. I don't have to go to Hot 9-5 to get my voice out here. I could, I create my own platform. I make my own waves. I work for myself. Mm. I control my own uh, content. Mm. And that's what's so dope about, you know, this this era. And I think that, like I said, the pandemic uh, exposed that. A lot of people realize that, you know what, I don't have to go for the status quo. Mm-hmm. You're not a victim. Well, I mean, you are a victim, but... That was by design. Like they, they wanted us to be this way. We were work. We were meant to be worker bees. You just got that boss mentality. You don't want to. You don't want to be a worker. No. You know what I'm saying? Like the the fact that you want to create your own stuff just shows that you know what you're you're different. You're a different breed. Like you know, Kobe used to be like, you know, that Mamba mentality. Yeah. Like you're just different. Yeah, and I actually want to get that tatted on me. I lo- I'm a huge Kobe fan. Yeah, I love I, Kobe. Uh, huge Kobe fan. I was devastated when he died last yeah. year. Uh, it's almost like that wasn't supposed to happen. Like people like Kobe, it's like, and he died on a helicopter crash. It's like, right. wow, Kobe on a, he's supposed to be the main one. That's not supposed to go out like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I like that was I was telling my wife yesterday. It just feels like part of my childhood died. You know, I grew up watching Kobe. Emulating him, wanting to play like him, you know, uh, and to to see him die was just tragic. And you know, it takes a piece of you, which because mm. all of those memories that you have. I was talking to your dad, like, man, piece of my childhood just died with Kobe because it was so know, sudden too, like yeah, tragic, mm. tragic. But going back to what you're saying, like how it was different and all, like. Um, I, I really don't think I'm different. We already kind of talked about it because this stuff is something everybody could be doing. Like, I, maybe it's just my. I think it's all a mental game. I have I have a tough mental. Like, uh, anything I say, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. Like, I put my mind to it, and it, I'm gonna stick with it. So I think you're selling yourself short. You are a difference in the regards that not everybody has that in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we talk about just since this is a health and wealth and sports podcast, we talk. Uh, I, I like to correlate things to sports. Um, so you, you, you watch sports and you know, you see players that they play the same position, but one's a killer and the other one's just like prey. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when Jordan used to line up or, you know, saying somebody was lined up against them and they had to guard Jordan, Jordan already knew before the game was started, I'm a drop 50 on you know what I'm saying? You see that in Kobe Bryant. I'm going to drop. Like, the night he came, uh, his grandma came to the game that he dropped 81 points. Yeah. That's a little, a lot of people don't know that story, but she had never seen him play basketball before. And he said, you know what? This is a special moment. I got my grandma in the in the stands. I'm going to drop 81 tonight. Wow. So, you, you know, it takes a special person to say, you know what? I'm going to make this moment special. Russell Westbrook, the night that uh, uh, Nipsey Hussle died, or the following night, I believe, he dropped 20, 20, 20, rolling 60. 20 points, 20 assists, 20 rebounds. Mm. It takes a special type of person to say, you know what, I'm going to just go out here and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. So don't sell yourself short because a lot of people don't have that ability. Like so, we were like, I keep bringing it back up. A lot of people say, "Man, you know, how do how do you get your stuff on the radio? How do you, you know, how do you create a podcast? How do you start a business? How do you do that? You know, they they don't want to take the initiative. We live in the information era. You could just jump on the internet. You could be a so graduate easy. of so YouTube easy. University. And what's crazy is like, I, I I like to think I'm the most laziest person in the world too. Like, I don't know about you, I, like I'm pretty lazy, and for me to do all the stuff I do, just it's just a testament. Like you could do it too, cause there's not a person on this planet that's probably lazier than me. I, I love to sit down and I love to have a good time, kick it, watch the games, and just you know lounge around. But I also love to make money and just do what I love to do. Do. Uh, obtain my passions my dreams and i'm money motivated i won't stop till i'm somewhere on the beach kicking it there like so let me ask you a question about that if you say you're the laziest what does that say to everybody (laughs) that you're out working what's that say about a a lot of the people on this planet you see what i'm saying so when you when i always tell my kids this when you when you're comparing yourself Think about all the people that you're outworking. Think about the people that you have to catch. You know what I'm saying? You're outworking a bunch of people, but there's a bunch of people that are outworking you. So whenever you do something, try to prepare like, hey, I'm going for the number one spot. 
but remember how many people you left in the dust. Mm. Because, you know what I'm saying, like, that'll keep you grounded. That's accountability. Okay. You know, people have to keep themselves accountable for their actions. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be times when you're going to say, I'm going to put my music up on the shelf, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm just bored with it. Yeah. But that's the devil testing you, man. Oh, yeah. That's the devil testing you because, you know what? That breakthrough is right around the corner. You just got to push I think I came bit. to you, like, a couple years ago, and I told you I'm done with this music stuff. And I don't know, something hit me probably, I think, later that week or that night. And it was just just like, I, f- I always want to say it was God, but it was just like, no, nah, Clayton, why stop? You made it this far already. You got so much going. You got people that believe in you. Your family's asking you, why would you stop? So obviously that's saying something. So, um, and like going back to me being the laziest person, like, I, I've never, I knew I was destined for something, but... I don't, me, I don't like to do a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by lazy. Like, I don't like to get up off my ass and just go straight to work and do all this stuff, but I do. No, you're not lazy. You just aren't passionate about the things that you're forced to do. Yeah, maybe it's that. Because, like, when it comes to school, I'm very lazy when it comes to that. But when it comes to going to the studio and rapping and making a new song... I'm doing that without hesitation. Because you're not passionate about uh, going to school. Because that, that's not your passion. So I was a C student. Just Let me just throw this out there. But I wasn't dumb by any means. I just I just was very uh, unentertained when I was in school. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't find the stuff that they were talking about. And now, it, even worse, now that I'm older, I found out a lot of the stuff that they were teaching us in schools were lies. So I'm oh, like, yeah. not only that I was wasting my time, I was being lied to. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? But I guess that's a, a, a positive for me because, you know, some of the stuff that I didn't learn, I, I'm not going to use. Like, I'll give you a prime example. As a Haitian person, you know, America loves to talk about Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus was a rapist, a murderer, uh, a monster. But, you know, we celebrated him for years mm-hmm. here in this country. And, you know, now you see when we were locked down, they're, they're ripping down Christopher Columbus statues all over America. Why? Because the truth came out. You know what I'm saying? So how do you feel like you actually went to school and paid somebody to lie to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's foul. You paid somebody to lie to me. And that's why I think this grand awakening by not just uh, America, but black America and, and saying that, you know what, we don't have to be employees. We don't have to be employees. A lot of things that we do, you look at TikTok. TikTok is the biggest culture, cultural appropriation tool that I have ever seen. I've learned so much from TikTok, too, like probably more than school has taught me. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you why TikTok is stealing from our culture. You'll see kids that have millions and millions of views doing hip hop dances, hip hop songs that they're dancing to that these these artists aren't even getting money for. Uh, well, maybe in the back end, it's leading to spins or whatever, because, you know, the trend or whatever. But you see our culture on full display everywhere and everybody is monetizing it except for us. Mm. So it's time for, you know, these generations, like your generations, well, now part of the, your generation that you're true, you're truly a millennial, because the thing about millennials is oh, they don't want to work, they don't want to do this, they have the vision <laughs> but they don't want to work. It's not that you guys don't want to work, you just not found your passion. You're, yeah. you're not, you're not settling for the bullshit that we dealt with. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, the status quo, go to work and work hard, and maybe your boss might give you a thirty cent raise. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's I'm insulting, pro- man. Yeah, that's super, insulting. Super insulting. But let's just—it's just the way it, it was, and and that's what we accepted. And I mean, our parents' generation accepted even worse. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But and and they gave us those bad—you know—it wasn't bad advice. It was good advice for the time, but it's bad advice because we don't have to. We know we know better now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my homeboy—I talked about this in my last podcast, my last podcast—and my homeboy was telling me that uh, his father was telling him. Hey, you know, you make sure you go get a good job, you get a good education. He's like, man, you know, uh, I just wish he would have taught me better. And I said, what, what do you think he was taught? He was teaching you what he was taught. Mm. And that was good information for the time, especially for black folks. You know, you had a good job. You know what I'm saying? Keep it because white folks may not hire you on another good job that's paying. So that was good advice. But that was good advice for his time. We can't use that excuse anymore. Mm. We could get out here and get it. 
we could really get to the bag. And that's why I said, like, your generation, the mindset is amazing, but you got to put the work to it. Yeah. And you got to stop. You, you got to stop talking bad about yourself. Like, you know, the school stuff is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, an engineer, you, you, where you're going to have to go to school and learn the laws and, and the technicalities and the procedures, it's all good. But, you know, if school's not for you and you know that going into it, find your passion. You get a trade, you know, pick up some skills and start a business. Hmm. You could go learn HVAC and, and start your own HVAC business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could be a carpenter and start building stuff. Hmm. Like, learn a skill. That, and, and don't have to waste your time going to college and spending all of this money. Learn a skill and then create your own business. An LLC, like I was telling people, people's congratulating me. Yeah, Will, great, you started LLC. Man, it takes 10 minutes to start an LLC, real talk. <laughs> go online, go to your secretary of state, go to the business part, you know, type in your business name, pay your little $55, boom, you have an LLC. Go mm. get you a EIN number. They'll go get you a Dunn's credit, go open a business account at your local bank, boom, you're a legitimate business. Mm. So people thanking me, I'm like, I hadn't made a dollar yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, man, now it's the first step. Don't get me wrong. That's more than most people will do, and mm. I just gave you a lot of game right there. Mm. That's more than most people will do, but don't thank me yet, you know what I'm saying, because I haven't really accomplished anything. Yeah. Now, the goal is, that's like I said, everything is an investment. You invest your time. The goal is to take that and scale it into something bigger and better. I'm, I'm investing in real estate right now. Mm. I have a good stock portfolio. I have a good crypto portfolio. So I, once again, I'm setting myself up for five, ten years down the road, and I'm also setting my kids up. It's a legacy building. Now, you have me telling you all of this. You don't even have kids yet. But when you do, you know what I'm saying, hopefully, if you're taking my advice, you're setting them up that, you know, they don't have to work for nobody else. Mm -hmm. You know, Donald Trump became the president off his parents' investment. He said, my dad gave me a small million-dollar <laughs> loan. Small, small million. Check that out. A small million-dollar loan. He said it so casually. Yeah. Like, a small million dollars, huh? Now... I was talking to your dad yesterday. I was like, you know what? Get me a million dollars. I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Now, I know a million dollars ain't going to last you the rest of your lifetime. At your father's age, it can. But at my age, I still got some living to do a million dollars. I can't stretch it to the end of my lifetime. But the average American would think that a million dollars would set them free. And the truth is, it would put them in a way better position. But to Donald Trump, that's pocket change. He talked about that like that was $10. Like, yeah, you know, my pops loaned me $10. Mm. And, you know, so that, that, that's his mindset. And you know what? But that's his fault. Think about how much money you got to have for your dad to just loan you a uh, million dollars. Think about back when, you know, early in high school when you had asked Pops, hey, can I use your car? Mm. And, you know, just think about that response. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my, my old man had a car. And I'd be like, man, can I borrow your car? Man, you would have thought I asked him for his leg. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the difference between where we're from and where they're from. Mm. But the goal is to set your children up like that. Mm. You know, a lot of people are mad at Donald Trump for not paying taxes. I, I wasn't mad. I'm like, just teach us how. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't mad at you. Like, what Donald Trump was doing is no different than what anybody else would have done with their partners. So how is he getting away with, like, doing that? You well, know? rich people know all the loopholes. And mm -hmm. he said that before he got into office. I know all the loopholes. I know how to do this or whatever. You know, we're just mad that we can't get away with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if we were doing it, we wouldn't be yeah. saying that type of stuff. I'm not a Donald Trump fan at all, but I'm a fan of business. I'm a fan of uh, capitalism and making money. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you you know, game recognize game. If you see somebody making money and teach them. You know, show me how. I, I ain't sauce. Yeah, I'm not that uh, ego driven that I can't be taught. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the one thing is, we got to learn to reach one, teach one. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's what this podcast is all about. It's yeah. just about, you know, sharing knowledge and sharing wealth and, you know what I'm saying, and, and putting ourselves and our people in a better position. I'm actually glad you mentioned the word ego, too. I feel like in order to chase something that uh, may seem impossible, you're going to have to lose your ego somehow, some way, because you're going to have to ask questions. You're going to have to talk to people.
people you never thought you'd have to talk to and your ego is going to tell you nah man I can do this on my own but you can't there's no way you can you're going to get to the top unless you like Donald Trump where you're just born into this stuff but there's no way you're going to get to the top without some sort of help some sort of assistance from somebody you have to let that ego go I mentioned it in one of my songs go check me out like we said all platforms I mentioned it in one of my songs I said um I had to let go of all my pride. The life I live just gotta be live. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not scared to ask anybody for any type of help, assistance. I want to make sure the life I'm living is live. And if if I gotta take the steps I never thought I'd do to get there, that's fine. Cause I know it's gonna pay off, and it's it, it's really gonna it's really gonna uh, help me in the end. Okay, so I'm a, I'm gonna I'm touch on that. So a lot of the your favorite rappers right now had a mentor. You would have never had a Jay-Z with, without Big Daddy Kane. Mm. You would have never had a Nas without an AZ. Well, you could even add Jazz O to Jay-Z's uh, list of mentors. And the whole point is, if he would have never listened to these guys, if he would have never patterned himself after these guys, you wouldn't have had your favorite rappers that's going on right now. Mm. And not to say that Nas or Jay-Z is your favorite rapper. I'm just using those as yeah. an example of of two greats oh, yeah. who've there's, been doing it for a long time that had mentors. There's a supporting cast in everything. There's not just the face of who you guys see. Like there's a supporting just like the you know this health, wealth, and sports. Like just like uh, on your favorite basketball team. Like I don't believe Steph Curry is a phenomenal player. We can agree on that. Mm -hmm. But his teammates are phenomenal too. You've got Clay Thompson. You've got Draymond Green. They really do provide him with you know with the um everything he needs to be successful i mean they the screens they set for him the the passes i mean granny he could do a lot of stuff on his own but without his team i uh so i'm i'm gonna, i'm gonna expand on what you're saying so steph is a great player by himself he's a champion with all the players you just named. Mm, I like that. So, you know, you could be a great player. You could be running the numbers up. Exactly what I was trying to say. That was perfect. You could run the numbers up by yourself. But if you don't have a team, you're not going to get to the pinnacle of whatever you're doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Think about this. Let's get biblical. Said it better. Let's get biblical. Jesus is that dude, right? But he needed 12 uh, apostles to run with him. Mm. Even if he even took the dude who betrayed him and he knew he was going to Judas was like back there nervous as fuck. And Jesus knew he was going to betray him, even invited him to his last supper. Mm. He looked at him and said, go do what you got to do. Because Jesus knew in order to for him to fulfill his prophecy, even the fuck nigga in the group had to do what he had. to do. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about that. Think about how dope you have to be to, you know, how dope your team has to be constructed that even the fuck niggas have a role. Mm. Your haters have a role. Mm. You know, think about this. When people say you can't do something, I know this for me, it, this motivates me. When people say I can't do something, I have to do it. <laughs> I, ha I have to show and prove. We're from the show me state. Mm. We're from Missouri. You say we can't do it, I'm going to show you twice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, that's the mentality that we have. And you know what I'm saying? Everybody plays a role. So yeah. you could be a great player and you could run the numbers up. Like, I love Dame Lillard. Dame mm. Lillard is running the numbers up. I hope they put a team around him because he deserves a championship. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're seeing Steph, how great he is right now. The dude's dropping 30, 40, 50 points, 60 points a, a night. Yeah. But, you know, they're the eighth seed in the West. But when you added Clay. And Dre and all of the other guys that he had, that's when they ran. They were a dynasty. Mm. They ran three championships off in five years. That's a dynasty. When you have a good team behind you, that's what you're talking about. Mm. So everybody needs a team. Yeah. Don't believe that you you can do this all by yourself. Can't. Um, going back to what you said about haters, too. Uh, haters, it's, it's crazy because for some reason I tend to remember the people who hated on me and tried to shit on me the most. That just motivates me even harder, too. Yeah, yeah. It just makes me want to just, you know, look at me now, you know, like. And, and those haters eventually just turn into supporters, too. Like, and they may not because sometimes haters keep you relevant, you know. Mm -hmm. They always talk. Uh, 
haters are really supporters in disguise too they really talk about you they'll bring you up at functions and be like you heard that dude clay swisher's new project suck why do people listen to him but you know it's crazy they're talking about you not even the supporters are talking about you like that now it's like yo bro you sound like a fan of him you know you listen to his project though so but those are the people you know what so i'm glad you said that so like in your industry and your line of work those are the people that if you could win those people over think about how good you are to win somebody over that just hates your gut for no reason for no reason they can't you know the one thing that you you can't deny is talent so like if your talent is that strong that a person who absolutely hates you is like man you know what fuck it Uh, like i'll give you a prime example of that because i was a hater i hated tom brady Mm. I fucking hated Tom Brady. I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. Hated Tom Brady. I just had to give it up, man. The dude is just so fucking good. He wins championships over and over against all odds. Atlanta had him beat. Mm. Seattle had him beat. You know, and somehow the guy just keeps pulling off and winning championships. Mm. So, I, you know, I, I had to say, you know what, I, I'm done. I'm done hating on Tom Brady. I'm, I'm not a fan, but I'm done speaking bad about the dude. Because every time you speak bad about the dude, the dude just keeps, I mean, he's a hundred-something years old. You know, are, are you watch all of these other quarterbacks coming to the league, they, they're gone. Peyton Manning gone. Uh, Farvin them gone. You know, you see all these pay, uh, quarterbacks that came in, in this league at the same time as him, and they're all gone. Mm. And he's still out here as an old man throwing touchdowns into the, the pinnacle of his sport. Mm. But you, you know he hears the haters. Mm-hmm. He addresses them. You know, when he's on his social media page, he's flashing his rings, he's making commercials, you know, laughing at us. He hears, mm. but that's fuel. He used that as fuel to keep that man going. LeBron hears. LeBron yeah. is probably one of the most hated athletes I was just in say sports. That. My my pops is a huge LeBron hater. I just had to sit down and talk to him like that. Why this man is phenomenal. He's doing. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of LeBron James myself, but you can't deny the the, the stuff he's done, yeah. the stuff he's accomplished. You can't deny it. Right. If you're gonna sit there and deny it, then you truly are just a hater. There's no way you can deny the stuff LeBron has done and not give him the praise he deserves. But see, I think a lot of people will appreciate him when he's gone. Like, you know what? I, I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm just I'm just not a fan of his uh, like I am other athletes. But the one thing that I could admit, the NBA has been boring without LeBron since mm-hmm. he's been hurt. You know, you kind of get you get highlights of cats that you didn't even know was in the league. Like, hey, who's that kid? Yeah. Are you watching SportsCenter and they have to show new cats because LeBron used to <laughs> dominate SportsCenter because every night was must-see TV with LeBron. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? Now that LeBron's out of the league, that's why Steph is getting so much shine. Mm. That's why I like cats like Brad- Bradley Beal has been dope for a minute. Oh, yeah. But he's getting shine because, you know, you could talk about somebody else outside St. of St. Louis native, too. Shout yeah, out Brad. Shout, yeah, shout out Brad. Uh, if we're going to talk about St. Louis natives, we can't over look what Justin Tatum is doing. Oh, yeah. The boy Tatum is just... And, and what's crazy is I got a chance to watch Tatum in Chaminade, out here, high school Chaminade. And uh, I got to see him uh, play in uh, high school. Now, I thought he was a dope player in high school. I thought he was a phenomenal athlete. I didn't know his jump shot was as wet as it is. Oh, yeah. I, I just seen him develop into a completely uh, new animal. He, he, uh, he trained with Kobe before Kobe's untimely death. And uh, whatever Kobe taught him or whatever he showed him, uh, it, it, it worked. Like we start, so we talk about mentorship. That, check out Jason Tatum. Not that mm-hmm. Jason Tatum wasn't nice when he came into the league. He had a great rookie year, kind of slumped off his sophomore year, worked with Kobe. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing... That's a great mentor, too, to yeah, Kobe. Yeah, so now you're seeing that Mamba mentality in work. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing... Uh, what 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 his game has truly blossomed into. Mm. So we're going to wrap this up, man. Great conversation. Uh, definitely might have to come back and do another for show, sure, man. Sure, so we, sure. were, we were we were trying to do maybe like 30, 40 minutes. I think we're pushing an hour, actually. Oh, really, man? Yeah. I've been having a good time. It was yeah, a good conversation. Good conversation. And like I said, these are the kind of conversations that we need to have more often as men. Uh, as a young man, it's, it's good to see your, your growth. Uh, hope that you take some stuff from this conversation. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and share it with some of the people that you are. Can't wait to listen to you, it. You know, 
And like I said, it's never too early to start investing into your future. And it, not only just your future, your time. Like start investing your time in your dream because life is all about stealing your dreams. They want to put you in a nine to five. They'll put you in a cubicle. They'll put you in a factory. They'll put you somewhere. And next thing you know, you'll have so many assets that you're trying to pay down that you know what the next 30 years of your life is stolen from you. Mm. Don't let society do that to you. Make sure that you're investing your time in what you want to do. Make sure you're investing your money in stuff that will set you free later in life. Mm. So if you take anything from this podcast today, that's the message that I want to leave everybody with. Please invest your time in your time, your money, your energy and things that set you free. Mm. So, you know, like I said, uh, my nephew Clay Swisher, please make sure I'm gonna give him an opportunity to plug everything. So yeah. I want I, I want you to right now sit there and think of every social media outlet, every song that you want to make sure that the world hears. I'm gonna give you that opportunity, okay. ladies and gentlemen. My nephew Clay <laughs> Swisher. Uh. Thanks for the introduction, Unc. But uh, check me out on all platforms. Clay Swisher, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Um, man, I'm really on every platform. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on uh, Instagram. Add me on Facebook. I'm not too active on there, but, you know, for sure add me. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Um, so now, before you get too far, now all of your social medias, uh, I know you're saying follow you, but go ahead and give them the, uh, the at. Oh, okay. At Clay Swisher. At C-L-A-Y-S-W-I-S-H-A. Clay Swisher. Uh, hopefully he has it in the link somewhere down there at up at the bottom of this I podcast. I will put it in the link. But, um, yeah, check out my latest video. I just dropped a video, Adventure Time. It's about to hit over 200 views. It was on a very uh, well-renowned um, platform oh, podcast called... Congratulations about yeah, that. I yeah, it, it was on No Jumper. It's got a lot of love on it. They actually played it twice. So um, go check it out. I've got a new YouTube... I got a new YouTube music video coming out soon. Um, I'm working on a project called Swisher Red. I'm going to drop the single very soon. Uh, and I also want to give out this message before we close it out. Um, we were talking about haters earlier. I feel like a lot of people get discouraged because of haters. Don't listen to the haters. Like we were saying, those haters are going to turn into supporters. If you can turn into those haters into supporters, you're something. You're something different. But um, don't listen to those haters. The people that don't listen to them and feel uh, add that add that to just fuel to the fire or something different. A lot of people aren't aren't meant to to do these. Uh, these crazy things that that may seem crazy, I should say. These things chasing your dreams, they don't want to do them because they're discouraged by haters and people. What what other people may think. Don't be discouraged. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe. I can't stress that enough. I've gotten to the point with my music. Nobody can tell me shit. I believe in myself to to like heaven gates and you know to the bottom of hell. Nobody can tell me shit. I I really truly believe in myself and I feel like everybody is capable of reaching that potential you know what i'm saying um yeah it's been a pleasure being on this podcast though no shout doubt. out to my uncle will definitely um definitely tune into his other uh his other podcast um show some love to my uncle man he's doing great things too i wish him success in this podcast and i hope to be on here another time it's been great okay that's what's up man and like he said please make sure you go check him out he's got some dope music I uh i was one of his harshest critics in the very beginning or whatever but he'll tell you that you know what it wasn't from a bad place i wanted to really make sure that he wasn't putting out whack music and i stand by what i'm listening to i've been listening to his music and i'm like i see the growth i told you that we had mm. the conversation mm. i was like yo man i see the growth in your music continue doing what you're doing i know you've done other uh you know, a radio outlets, and now, like you said, you were on the No Jumper, mm -hmm. and you know that's big because I watched the No Jumper uh, podcast, so that's 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 big. So, mm -hmm. again, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of HWS, also known as the Health, Wealth, and Sports podcast. I am your boy Will. Thank you for tuning in.